0: You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio Family of Podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast.
1: Hey, howdy, hey. It's your friends at The Nerd Table. I'm Chris. Eric and Dan are here, too. And this show is so freaking loaded today that I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Eric, Dan, how are you guys doing today? We'll start with that.
2: Doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, woke up this morning, had my breakfast. I watched WandaVision yesterday. Uh, I know that you guys watched it this morning, so I'm super excited to talk about that. So uh, for everyone listening, there are going to be major spoilers if you haven't caught up. But, you know, at this point, you've, you've been warned. You already know what's going to happen. We talk about it. How are you, Dan? How was how your morning? Well, I've
0: been up for about 40 minutes, so OK so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it.
2: Dude,
0: there's a lot What have I on. done today? I take a shit and uh I got ready to do this podcast.
2: All right. Well, I thought what you watched one Did you watch One Division yesterday then? Yeah, I watched it yesterday.
0: Dude, I always it always gets to Friday and I forget about it for like 2 hours and I go,
2: "Oh shit."
0: <laughs> and then I watch it. <laughs> Which is funny, because when Mandalorian was airing new, because I was
1: watching that by myself, so I didn't have to wait for anybody. I was literally getting up earlier on Fridays than normal, and I would run downstairs, turn on Disney Plus and watch The Mandalorian before I even got ready for work. It's like and Cruncher.
2: I know we've mentioned this already, but like, can we just mention how beautiful of a business model Disney has with uh, Disney Plus? You because you remember
1: for a while, people were like, Disney Plus is not going to be successful. And then it's like, it How launched it and they are like,
0: successful.
1: <laughs> and then people, right. And then it launched and I remember people were already getting tired of it. And they're like, oh, there's just, just not enough content on here. I'm like, man, you guys are just not prepared because I've seen what they're planning. And there's going to be loads of content. And now between Mandalorian, WandaVision, and what's
0: coming, people are like, oh my god, this is my favorite streaming service. I know. Now we're literally going to have one week off before the next Marvel thing happens.
2: I I feel like we're going to take that week to recover from what's probably going to happen at the ending of this show.
0: Oh my god, yeah. So,
1: that's going to be your your show, people. We're going to talk about villains in film. We're going to talk about more things in your pants. We're going to talk about WandaVision. But first... I'm not going to do full plugs this week because we have a really loaded show, but I do want to mention that I am in the process of making a website for everything. Not a fancy website, basically just a WordPress style blog, but I'll probably get a domain name and everything for it. And what I'm going to do is when you go to that site, you'll be able to access all of the shows in order or alphabetically by show. And when you click on the show, you can access the episode listing in order. So all the stuff that's out of order, like uh music hub and uh, by the numbers where there was a backlog that they're retroactively uploading, you won't have to worry about scrolling through the feeds anymore. You can just go to that site and just click stuff. And I'll try to provide links to everything. The Podbean initial links, the, uh, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever. So when you click on it, it'll just bring it up right away. So if you're on your phone, for example, and you listen to podcasts through Spotify, you can just go to the website on your browser, click it, and it should open up your app automatically. And it's such a simple idea, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't, like, think of it sooner. Or if anybody gave me the idea to do it, I didn't act on it when they did, so... But yeah, so all of our stuff will be in a nice organized position. So instead of doing all these individual plugs and listing all the places you can get your stuff, all we're going to do from here on out is just pimp the website.
2: <laughs> go and to then, the website. It has all our shit there. There exactly. we
1: go. <laughs> and we can do we can do bios for us and we can link all of our other stuff so like for Eric, for example, cuz now you've got your show with Matt on a different on a different channel, we can link all that stuff off the website anyway cuz you're a partner show, so People can still go to our website to access your podcast. That'll just give you more hits. Nice. We'll have like Dan's it. Twitch Twitch up there. I mean, yes, it's like all of our Twitch, but it's really it's Dan's Twitch, because <laughs> he's the one that's on there all the time. But we can promote stuff. We can do we can have links to the live videos so you can watch it right off the website. We can put all our YouTube stuff up there and organize it. And the patron content, which I know can get a little out of control because not only is there the, the Wrestle Talk show on Patreon, but I do watch alongs with the wife. Uh, Dan and I did watch alongs by ourselves. Uh, Race Nerd Podcast has patron episodes. So we'll organize everything in one spot for everybody, including the patrons. So you just got to click and go. That'll also help me uploading bonus content onto the patron page, like the backlog of some of our old podcasts, like Dan and I did talk and Talkies, and I'm going to put that backlog all up for, for patrons to listen to, and that'll help that too, so it doesn't matter how often I upload them, if I do five at a time or whatever, it won't matter because you can just go to the website and they'll be there, organized. And uh, I'll, I'll make the announcement here. Uh, the patrons got to hear it first, of course, because they get to hear all of our announcements first. But uh, I have accepted a new job that will allow me to be free on Fridays pretty much permanently. Except for like the occasional uh, voluntary OT day, which I might capitalize on, of course, because who doesn't like a little OT now and again?
2: Extra money, the, baby.
1: Exactly. But for the most part, um, I'll be free on Fridays. And I will be able to we're going to probably start moving our recording schedules around. And if we're going to start doing nerd table as a Friday recording, the plan will be to release new nerd tables on Sunday mornings instead of Monday mornings this way. uh, Because I know that's when Matt likes to release his shows on Monday mornings as well. That way you can listen to us on Sunday and then you can listen to Matt's stuff on Mondays.
2: Oh, should we do like a, a church vibe for for the Sundays? Just like a like a church vibe opening. Should we yeah, rename somebody.
1: the show "The Church of Nerds"? The chapel. Oh of nerds? my
2: god, I love it.
0: I love it. Go into <laughs> the chapel of nerds.
2: Find somebody oh, who knows how god. to play the organ, and then just kind of like you know play in the, the in the background.
0: In the Garden of Eden by yes, Iron Butterfly. <laughs> Wait a minute. This appears to be rock and or roll.
1: <laughs> ah yes. So, uh, so that's all of our plans. And by us, lot. I really mean my plans, but yeah, well it is, but, but is it really? Cause all I'm going to do is, it's just going to be an organizational thing. And yeah, it might take me a while to get everything up and link everything. Cause that will be a process, especially with new stuff coming all the time. But once it's done, You'll just have a place to go. And then what I can do is I can give the uh, content creators individually uh, editor access so they can go into their own individual pages and post their own stuff, too. And edit their own bios. I think you can control, like, which pages people have access to. So I can make sure they have access to, like, their own biographies. They can post stuff. And then we can promote other stuff that our creators and our patrons do, too. Like, we'll I'll have links to you can buy Jeff and Adrian's books. Right there. You you take you right to the Amazon page. So you don't have to you don't have to search anymore. You just click and go. It's like such an obvious thing that I didn't do. So I'm kind of disappointed, honestly. But you know, but
2: it's gonna happen now. That's all that matters. Right. Better late than never. And I'm speaking on behalf of Blockbuster not buying out Netflix.
1: (laughs) There you go. See how that turned out. So yeah. Uh, We were challenged. I shouldn't say challenged. I remember it was actually Brian Leon, Leon, who was like, do your top 10 villains. And Dan was like, across all mediums, that's going to be really hard. So I made the executive decision to start with film. And that's what we've done. We've come up with our top 10 film
0: villains those evil evil i even further restricted it to myself i'm not counting because i know we're gonna do like mcu countdowns and stuff like that and other comic book stuff so i didn't do any comic book stuff. yeah
2: i had uh, i tried i really did but there's there's a few that i had to because they're just so good
1: well that just was the so thing good. like i made my list right i ended up with 22 names to to pick from i was like okay we're we're good these are all villains i like for different reasons, which ones are top 10 worthy and which ones aren't even worthy of an honorable mention. And like I had Thanos on there, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I really want to focus on villains that are either exclusive to the films that they're in, or they're such a great portrayal of the film through the film that they stand out in a big way. And I was like, okay, so that eliminated Thanos right away. And then when I got to my top 10, I was happy. I still have a couple of honorable mentions. Should we do honorable mentions first before we do our lists cuz we're going to do this as a we're going to each count down our list from 10 to 1. We're each going to do a 10 and then a 9, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: I mean, if you I got, do have an honorable mention. I I have one. So le- if we want to do one each why don't before we, we, actually why don't we get, it get it to it? the countdown.
1: Well, why don't we get it out of the way? We'll we'll get our honorable mentions out of the way.
2: Do you have an honorable mention, Dan?
0: No, I have the thing. Uh, I, what, well, this person is like top five, maybe even top three for me, but this is based on IRLs and it is Ray Fines in Schindler's list. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I would, if that, that's your own rule, I would have let you count that, but yeah. well, that was yeah. like a personal thing. I, I was like, it's a, he's a real person that did those awful things.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a so, genuine, real bad guy. <laughs> so. OK, well, I guess uh, I'll, I'll go with my honorable mention, which would be Syndrome from The Incredibles. Good pick uh, that he he was on my list. And I'm just like, I have to, like, take somebody else off of this list. And I couldn't see myself doing it for one reason or another.
1: OK. So here are the names that did not make the cut on my list, although I did list them and kind of looked at them. Uh, one of them was Gozer the Gozerian. But I realized that I only considered that because I like Ghostbusters and not necessarily for what the villain did, which was a lot of nothing.
0: She, yeah, it <laughs> only shows up in the last 15
1: minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, I I did look into a couple of horror characters, specifically Pennywise and Freddy, Freddy Krueger, because I like the characters. But at the same time, do, are they really considered... Villains in the grand scheme of things. Horror movies are a little tough for villains because, yeah, they're technically the bad guy, but yeah, horror is a weird genre to pull a villain from. I agree opinion. with
2: you because I wanted to put down the xenomorph, but like, is the xenomorph actually bad or is it's it just, just
1: it's just a creature that's hungry? Exactly, right. and that made that a little tougher.
0: It and wants then, to eat and it wants to
1: fuck. Now, I do have some comedy villains that did make my list, but a couple of the ones that I took off or were like Biff Tannen, White Goodman from Dodgeball, Shooter McGavin and Dark Helmet. And it's not that they're bad villains, but if we're doing a comedy list, they definitely would have made the cut. But I was just like. No, because I've got other comedy villains that stuck with me. And then I also looked at Hans Gruber, but I didn't want to put him on the list because he's on everybody's list. Uh, Kaiser Soze, again, same thing. I'm like, he's on everybody's list. It's a good twist, but it's. And then the last true honorable mention, the actual honorable mention, who would be number 11, was Judge
0: Doom from Who Framed Roger Abbott. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Man, he should have been on my list, but no, I didn't think of him, so he's not on the Yeah. List. All
1: right, so uh, let's do, um, why don't we start with, uh, let's do reverse alphabetical order. We'll go Eric, Dan, and then me.
2: Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, so when I started making this list, there were some other things that were influencing me at the time. Uh, so there's a little theme that I was very angry. So my number <laughs> 10 isn't an actual person. But an organization as a whole, and that is the U.S. government in ET.
1: Oh, that's a good twist! I didn't know where you were going with that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> OG or like the new cut where they don't have shotguns. They, uh, they have flashlights. On, OG, OG, flashlights
2: and. <laughs> Let's face it, the the US government's not going to hunt down people with flashlights alone.
0: Flashlights and walkie-talkies?
2: Right. <laughs> so that is my number 10 because like the kid is just trying to save his friend, like and they they do not care at all. There is no remorse shown from that from the government in that movie. That Dude. is my number 10.
1: What is like the, the the worst part of that is the whole freaking uh, when he's all when he's on the table and he's all white, like didn't that like scar children? Like it didn't necessarily scar me, but like people still talk about that, like how horrible it is. Because then the plant dies. You're just like, god damn it! What are they doing? All right, good good
0: pick, Dan. Who you got for number ten? Uh, played by Gert Frobe who they couldn't get his English to work well, so somebody else is the voice of the character. <laughs> it is Orc Goldfinger from Goldfinger. You know, oh. I thought about putting a Bond villain on the list,
1: but I couldn't think of a good enough one that I thought would have would have been able to compete with the rest of my list. But that is a good choice for a villain.
0: Yeah, so he's my only Bond person on here. I did picked him because it's one of my favorite Bond film, But also he's on to Bond the entire time from the, from not, after the opening, the very opening, where they play cards and he loses to him, and then he's like, okay, I'm on you, you son of a bitch, and he captures Bond, not even halfway through the movie, and he has him until the very end of the movie. Most successful Bond villain.
1: Nice.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a That's a good one. All right. Am I up? Yep. Yeah. All right. At number 10 on my list, played by Kevin Spacey, is the man that they only known as John Doe, the guy who committed the crimes based on the seven deadly sins. What a great twist villain he actually turned out to be. When it turns out that he's almost a martyr for himself and turns himself in. And like and then you realize he was still two steps ahead of them the whole time, even when he did that. Because he had to because he still
0: had more sins, to more sins. Yeah, it's such a great seven is such a great movie. He just walks into the police department and says, I'm the guy you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah. he literally turns himself in and then. What's in the box? So he,
1: he could set himself up to be the last, the last part of it. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and it didn't matter. Like it's one of those things where it doesn't matter that they got the bad guy because he still won. Like he's dead, and they still won. Still won. That's such a great. It's such a creepy turnaround too. But yeah, oh, it's so freaking good. So good. Like I, I uh, hate how good it how good it was. It, all like, right, it,
2: it was a really yeah. That was a good scene. I need to go back and watch that movie. How, I haven't seen it in like years. What what year did that uh, come out? Uh, nineteen ninety five. Holy fuck, man!
0: oh in the sloth one, where you see the guy and you think he's dead, and all of a sudden he just wakes oh! up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's. <laughs>
1: It's one of those things where, like, I'm always intrigued by scary scenes and non scary movies. And that's one of them, (laughs) because even I was like, oh, shit, when that happens. All
2: right. Number nine. Um, So I did make this an exception because we mentioned the honorable mention of the xenomorph. Right. And how it couldn't Mm -hmm. be a bad guy because it's just hungry and it's looking for food. But number nine, I'm picking the shark from Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because fuck that shark bro it has the entire ocean food is plentiful and that pitch was out for blood human blood
1: you know in the in the sequels they kind of make it sound like the shark is like telekinetically connected and
0: well it, i mean this time it's personal yeah
1: exactly <laughs> By the way, uh, the only good thing about Jaws 4 is Michael Kane The rest of that movie sucks ass. Michael Kane And Jaws 3 never happened. That is... The, oh my god. I still... I still... It is... Okay, I know that some special effects just don't age well, but those effects are so bad it's cringy. The first movie is brilliant, though. The first movie is one of the most brilliant... I've even said it's one of the best horror movies ever made. Because... It's kind of like why I think the first Halloween movie is one of the best horror movies ever made. Like people are like, well, it's not that scary because because people for some reason equate horror now with jump scares and gore and Halloween really doesn't have them. It's psychologically terrifying, which to me is a better horror movie. Because like I said, if you can, if your only way to scare me is with jump scares and gore, then you're lazy and you're that's not good writing. But if I'm terrified at what I'm not seeing, like the fucking shark in the ocean, then that's good shit. It's a good movie. Such good shit. Great movie. The shark. (laughs) Its name was never Jaws either. Like, that's (laughs) the thing, right?
2: I mean, it's just the shark. Yeah. I'm sticking with it.
1: When I launch this video game show, I'm totally going to play bad LJN movie-based games, and I'll totally do a stream on Jaws, the NES game, which is actually kind of fun, but it's very repetitive. Yep.
0: All right, what you got, Dan? My number nine is portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is the titular Terminator from The Terminator. Oh, I thought about
1: that one, too. Yeah. OG Terminator. Because he's because he's got a redemption.
0: It's not really him, but there's a redemption. When he just like goes to the police department to get her and the dude's just like, yeah, whatever, and he's like, well, I'll be back. <laughs> and he, he just kills him. every cop in that police department. Yep. He crashes through
1: the police station and then just kills everybody. I need your clothes, your boots, and your bike. Oh, man. Stuff. All right. At number nine on my list, this is a book character brought to life. So, but again,
0: a couple of those myself. So, yeah,
1: well, the book villain or or I should say the movie villain is slightly different than the book villain. Uh, The movie itself is slightly different than the book it's portrayed on. But I love I love the movie. I love the character and I love the descent into madness. It's Jack Torrance played by Jack Nicholson from The Shining. How he's, you know, he's just this caretaker guy and then he just slips and slips
0: and slips. He's just trying to to have a vacation and write his book and he just fucking loses his shit. He just descends into madness,
1: but it's such a it's such a good slow burn. And I know it's different than the book because th- they take out some of the paranormal stuff and like the influence of the hotel and everything. But like, damn,
0: No, he I don't re- like scary movies.
1: And part of me is like Jack Nicholson's a little too good at
0: this little right. too good at being That's a star. When he was right? for like 20 years.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I honestly believe that if he wasn't a movie star, he might be a murderer. <laughs> like... I think mean, he might
0: be. Also,
1: he's pretty much been in seclusion for like the past 10 years. I don't think his oh, health is very good now.
2: Five, he only like, bro, comes need
0: to... out to do Laker games. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even go to the Academy Awards anymore. Don't blame him. I mean, there's no reason for him to go, right? Like...
2: He's not in he's, it, right? So what's, what's the point? His, <laughs> last,
0: his, his last
1: acting credit was in 2010. So, yeah. Yeah, he's he's been done for a while. But I just don't want it to be another thing like Sean Connery where you're like, oh, he's just enjoying retirement. And then you find out that he actually was like sick for a little bit. So I hope he's doing okay. I, know, I wish he gets to enjoy himself for a bit before. He's in his 90s now. Ooh. Yeah, he's getting up there. Is he in his 90s? No, he's close, though. He's close. He's close. 1937, so not quite there yet, but he's almost there. Well, I hope he's doing good. All right, let's go to number eight.
2: Number eight. Okay, again, I'm telling you, there was a little theme. I was very angry. Number eight is... (laughs) (laughs) the U.S. government (laughs) in Captain America's Civil War. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. I mean, it's more... It's like the world government. (laughs) Tax season pissed me off. (laughs) I see that. Yeah, well, I forgot about state taxes, and I was like, motherfuckers. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. uh, But no, Civil War was like... (sighs) i was thinking about just saying i didn't know who to pick honestly and then i was like you know what no the whole reason this even started is because of the u.s government so u.s government civil war <laughs> 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 so it's though oh I, well, I i oh, hold up but between iron man and and cap though like who whose side did you pick
1: uh that's a good question. I'm trying to remember yeah. which, which side I was on. I'm pretty sure I was on Cap's side. See, I was I was mixed up until I
2: was on Cap's side
0: during the conflict too.
2: <laughs> I was torn in between, right? Like uh cuz Iron Man is just like he, he's very sound. Like his intelligence is high, so if he says something there's, there's some truth to it. And then I was definitely Iron Man's side when I uh, found out that like Bucky is the one that killed off his parents. And I was just like, okay. Oh, spoilers, by the way, anybody who hasn't seen it, but you know, you're listening oh to this God. show, you've seen the fucking movie.
1: If you're not, all right, people who are listening to the show. No, we're spoiling WandaVision. So if they're, which
0: aired yesterday. So yeah, you should, Well, be I mean, we're it. each talking about potentially 10 different movies. You have to know there's going to be at least 10 there's spoilers. Gonna spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. <laughs> Up to well, thirty spoilers during this conversation.
1: My list ended up being villains from movies I really liked because I really and it, like, and then your yours is uh, is the state of Michigan pissed me off, so I'm gonna go, go after the entire government. <laughs> I
2: promise you, I promise you, that's where it ends. Like literally, th- those are the only two. After that, it it changes theme to villains that I actually like.
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: Okay. So, yes, that was my number eight. Again, the U.S. government. (laughs) But this time, Civil War. All right. Played
0: by Lionel Barrymore. In It's a Wonderful Life, it is Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Yeah, what an asshole. Especially when he steals their money. <laughs> I have and not that's seen it. it makes everything happened. Oh my goodness. It's just a big scumbag. Like there's been very rarely a character in a movie that I actually wanted to punch in the face. IRLs. <laughs> this is one of them.
2: It was like a, a Joffrey a- moment or a Ramsey moment.
0: See, um, I don't understand the reference.
2: The Game of Thrones?
0: He hasn't seen the Game of Thrones.
2: Oh, no. Okay, well, never mind.
0: He is the rich man that's pretty much taken over the entire town, and it culminates with uh, the the main character's uncle bragging at him for doing something good for once, and he accidentally leaves the big down payment in the uh, newspaper, and as he hands it to the rich old man as he's bragging and he walks off and then the rich old man has all their money and that's like the culminating moment for the entire movie. And it's like an hour and a half into the movie because <laughs> it's a long ass movie. But it's a good movie. Great movie. But a piece, a piece of trash.
1: Big piece of trash. Ah. All right, at number eight, a villain that Stephen King once said was the greatest villain in literature, played by Imelda Staunton in the Harry Potter series, Dolores Umbridge, the worst. When I was thinking oh. about, like, yeah, I know you're just that's, like,
2: a, that's a puncher. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when holy I was thinking shit.
1: Because I was thinking about villains I like. And then I was like, but I have to include villains that I hated them so much because of how good they were. And I was like, Umbridge. Umbridge is, is the best villain in all the Harry Potter books. I agree with you. and puts she's so hated.
2: Because we no, all know people like that. We all right. know people like that.
1: There's no redeeming quality whatsoever in her character at all. No redeeming quality. And she loves cats. No, there's no redeeming quality. <laughs> just none. She's so... And that's just it. It's like she's almost not a villain. Because she's never on the side of the bad guys. She's just a horrible person. <laughs> that's what makes it so... That's actually what makes her so good. Yeah. Because it's easy to just have an authoritarian, like an authority figure like that who's just a horrible human being but they took the extra steps to layer her and that's what makes her so, not just so good but also so dangerous.
0: Well, she's like essentially like a religious zealot, right? She's just, whatever Cornelius Fudge says, fucking crank that shit. Fudge says that Voldemort's not back, then that motherfucker ain't back, and I won't hear nothing of it because Fudge says
2: he's not there. Yep, she should. Oh my god, I want to punch you up, bitch. Okay, everybody does.
0: I also love when her friends when her friends were like, "You should be that." She's Damn. like a frog like woman, awful, and everyone was like, "Hey, Amelda, you should go for that role." Jeez. Okay. Damn.
2: So, my number 7 is actually from the Harry Potter universe as well. Uh, but definitely not as as good as Umbridge. But Draco Malfoy. What a dick. Now, he yep. does redeem himself like you can tell that he didn't want to be the bad guy. He just wanted to be a dick, which is one thing. But he still wanted to be a dick.
1: He's like the, the he's like the, the frat boy in the in the teen movies, right? right? Like the kid with the letter, the letter jacket and the tennis racket. That's kind of what he was. He came from a rich family. And Wait till
0: you, the father hears about this.
1: Yes, he came from a rich family. He was a spoiled brat because he's an only
0: child. And so it's he's, all funny games until shit gets real. And then he finally turns around. Yeah. He tries yeah. so
1: hard to because he's still because that's just it, though. As much of an asshole as he is, he's still a kid.
2: Yeah, he he knows the difference of, uh, of right and wrong, and he still wanted to do right. He just felt like he was trapped and he had no other choice.
1: Right, because he didn't because he didn't want to die. And because he was also in that unfortunate position because of his parents pissing yeah. Voldemort off. <laughs> so. He kind of didn't really have it. He was kind of being punished for his parents, too. He's a good sympathetic villain. Hard. Those are those can be really hard to come by, but. Can, yeah. can we all just agree that Voldemort is just not a good villain?
0: Like, he's just not. No, he's just evil or just pure evil. And there's nothing fun within that. But he also is he's also dumb as fuck. Well, because he thinks he's so much better than everything that it, it's un- beneath him. It happens a lot. Um, there's the famous, well, famously Hitler was told by one of his advisors to take a strategic point. Um, and he didn't do it because it, was it wasn't his idea. And then he killed himself like a week or two later. <laughs> well, we see how that worked out for him. So Because these are these maniac uh, leaders like that. And it, it goes like that. Oh, no, I didn't, th- I didn't think of it. So it must be a shit idea. And then that's why you lose.
2: Yep. Basically. All right, Dan, what's your number seven? My number seven
0: is a character from a book. It's actually in many books because portrayed by Christopher Lee. It is Saruman from the Lord of the Rings thought you were going to say Dracula. It is Dracula. <laughs> cool villain. From Lord of the Rings. No, Saruman from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Good that's villain. Another, that's another case, villain. Like,
1: like, Sauron's supposed to be the main villain, and then Gollum ends up being, like, the villain you see on screen the most, but Saruman's the best villain because he gets the... In, in reality, he gets the
0: most shit done. Well, and then think about it, he was the head wizard of all wizards in all of Middle-earth. He was the best of the best, the goodest of the good. And he looks through the eyes and he changes his ways and becomes the evilest of the evil because he thinks there's no way to survive. Make your time. How are you, gentlemen? All your best are belong I always hated that they cut his death out of the extended cut of the
1: movie. I remember just thinking it was so lame that like, oh, uh, Treebeard took over and won and... And then, like you watch the extended cut, and you're like, "There's a whole thing in here." Yep. And he's even more dangerous in the book because he he's actually the he's actually the final boss. And he almost wins too, for and for those damn hobbits.
2: <laughs> Good. Oh, we're kind of away with it too, if it wasn't for these meddling hobbits.
1: All right. So, at number seven on my list is my first comedy villain Uh, is actually a comedy duo. It's actually two villains. They're a tag team. They're a tandem. And they're working the street and they realize that one of the houses has a kid who's home alone. Okay. Played by Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, respectively, it's Harry and Marv the Wet Bandits.
2: Oh, later good. the
1: sticky bandits. Good later, the sticky bandits. Yes, <laughs> this is a perfect example of a good comedy duo. Now, I'm um, I do like Jasper and Horace in 101 Dalmatians, I think they, they work as a good comedy duo. One of the rare instances, in the live action one is really good, they're they right. are really good live action one because well. it's because it's Arthur Weasley and Dr. House. Yes, <laughs> so it works even better, but. Here's what makes these villains work for me. Take even with the comedy stuff, they are a very realistic duo. They're they're criminals who rob houses. There's nothing fake about that. There's no magical powers that's a real thing that can happen. They're they're two bit thugs. They're they're cold and they're cold and calculating about their shit. But As it can be, and this does happen in real life because I I always listen to stupid news and stupid people getting caught doing stupid things. They get outsmarted by a kid because they are just also dumb. That's why, like you said, I never made it past the sixth grade, kid, and neither will you. Well, obviously you didn't because you got outsmarted by the
0: damn kid. But they're also smart enough to do the the fake cop
2: thing. <laughs> yeah, they, can we got. Can we also mention that they're immortal <laughs> cuz they should have died several times. Specifically Marv.
1: <laughs> yeah. should be brain damage. I saw a video on YouTube. It was a uh, it basically concluded that like Marv should have died 19 times between the the
0: the two Home Alone movies that he's in. Well, dude, even at the beginning of the of the of the stuff in 2, like, he starts with a... They both start with a brick to the head. It's yeah. over! It's over! Yeah, he's, from, like, he's from the roof on, like, a from four fourth Three level. stories yeah.
1: up, he gets it's hit over. with a brick, which would have killed anybody. So yeah, And he gets hit with four bricks.
0: <laughs> it's over!
1: They also fall from the... They also get clacked in the head with a giant metal beam. They fall two stories, and the beam falls on them again. That would have killed both of them. And oh, when yeah, Marv... Yeah. Marv That's should have died when he fall. got electrocuted he <laughs> turns that's into the true. skeleton and that's oh, such you know a funny burn. scene though. oh it's such a funny <clears> scene <throat> but that's just it a good comedy villain is also immortal <laughs> so and there they are nothing to kill them. <laughs> they are not the last comedy villain on my list but we'll get to another one when we get down
2: okay Here. so number six on my list The U.S. government in... (laughs) No, is Killmonger, Black Panther. Uh, So, basically, it's just a revenge story for, like, on Black Panther's father, who's no longer around. But, like, the, the, the way it's told through him is so good. It's so good. And he was kind of right. He's kind of right.
0: But he's also completely wrong because the entire basis of this thing is incorrect. You're right. Because his father was. Everything they said they were. He was a traitor and he was killed for being a traitor.
2: That's but true. You're just a
0: kid and you believe whatever you're told. And then he does all this stuff. Oh, the museum scene where he's just like, "Oh no, I'm just gonna take it." <laughs> yeah, the like,
2: museum scene is wow. perfect.
0: We met this guy two seconds ago, and holy shit!
2: Such a good scene. <clears throat> and, and and then like, he knows how to fight, man. <laughs> like I, that that whole fight scene when he goes um, to to get the power. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was just a good villain in my in my opinion. And that is why he is number six. Uh, now the rest of my five are people that I can probably like honestly say I look up to with the exception of two. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. Now you know why
0: Eric's all fucked up.
2: Yeah. Well I, I it's not that I look up to is that yeah. I completely agree with them. I completely oh, agree God. with them. Here we go. From here I on out, I don't
0: after. think I agree with anybody on my entire list.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree with anybody on my entire list.
2: Uh, Not yeah, that I would do be- what they did. Not that I would do what they did, but I understand oh, but you- why they did it. Especially All number right. 1. My number 1 is a masterpiece. <laughs> All right. All right. So my number 6
0: Played by Gary Oldman. It's Stansfield from Leon, the Professional. I had a feeling that was going to make your list,
1: because I know what a fan you were of that movie. We watched he that. Is, he genuinely scares me. <laughs> that ending is so great, though.
0: Where he hands him the key <laughs> to his to the grenade. Oh, God, yes. That guy scares me, and then when he, whenever he pops the pill, oh my god! Genuinely scared of that guy. Really good movie. Great movie. Have you ever seen it, Eric? No. Stanley Portman's first movie. <clears throat> it's good.
1: It's really good. I was, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that. uh It was going to be we're going to watch that as when we were doing our talk and talkies movie review podcast, when our birthdays would roll around, we would basically do like a dealer's choice movie. And as soon as Dan was like, Leon, the professional. I'm like, "Okay, well, obviously, that's got to be special to him because it's we're doing this for his birthday. I'm like, so let's see what's what's the hoopla about. And then I liked it so much. I ended up getting the director's cut.
2: Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to try to find. Uh, is it on any of the streaming platforms?
0: I have no idea. I'm if
1: I give sure. you access, if I give you access to my Plex, you can watch it.
2: Good to know.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. Am I up? Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Another. So I knew I was going to put comedy villains on my list. And this was the first comedy villain that I thought of when I was like, what comedy villains do I want to include? At number six is Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers series.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: Because, Because he is one of cinema's best comedy villains, period. He is a perfect parody of who he's parodying, which of course is Blofeld from the James Bond series. He's, and every trope is there. Every evil villain trope happens. He's got lairs in weird places. He's got convoluted plans. He's got, of course, you know, the whole, he wants to just hold the world hostage and do all this other stuff. And basically just, he just wants to be evil, but he's also, because it's a comedy, he's not that evil. He's just really inept
0: and he's freaking hysterical with everything that he does he didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much <laughs> and I, I, I love the relationship with his son I've never seen you my whole life I hate you
1: can I have a hug please
0: <laughs> he's just yeah, okay. and, like, yes. and all his lieutenants and everything they're great too like oh man I know oh Number when two Mr. Goldworth gets upset,
1: people die and just
0: sends them to an incinerator. <laughs> I know it's so funny. And of course funny. Will Ferrell's character who just keeps on not dying.
2: I feel like they should make
0: more. very badly. I think they should do like one every five, ten years and just be like Yeah a conceit. Just a conceit. Well, I think they are planning another one. It's been long I enough. To- I mean, I was still in high school when the third when the last one came out, so I mean the Austin like Powers it. movies I I are good school,
1: parodies. Though. Yeah. About Goldmember came out in 2003 or 2002. Yeah, so we would have all still years. been in high school.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was like right before I went to college
1: was when I saw it. I know, they're so freaking funny. They are. The, they they're so funny that, that they and yeah, they do borrow from themselves in the sequels to to bring back jokes and everything. But they're still funny. Like Goldmember is my least favorite of the three of them, but
0: it's still funny. But I, they, I, with the like the the pole, they got Tom Cruise to be in <laughs> fucking Austin Powers. I know it's it's a this is a really really good parody series.
1: Like right on top uh, on board with stuff that like Leslie Nielsen and Mel Brooks would do. Right, like
2: right, yeah.
1: I mean, it's just—it's good. They're—they're they're very good. And Doctor Evil is just a great villain. Yeah, I'm not overly crazy about the whole redemption arc, but you know what? It is what it is. They're right. Brothers. But whatever. It's still fun. They're fun. You know what else was touch. like?
2: Uh, just a good, funny movie that I—I—I I, I really want to go back and watch again is Tropic Thunder.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, Couldn't do it now. <laughs> Robert, Robert do it Downey now. Jr. in blackface. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and he yeah, like that. literally just did Iron Man. <laughs> they did that. I mean,
1: how many Mel Brooks movies could never be done today? Literally uh, all of them.
2: All of them. of them. Pretty much all of them. Right. Like maybe you- can be done today, <laughs> but I think Blazing
1: Saddles. Like you'll never get another movie like Blazing Saddles. You'll never get no. away with that again. No. Morning, ma'am. Up yours.
0: <laughs> just but, oh <laughs> god.
2: I, <laughs> I think I what it rate. is, right? That's what makes it such a great comedy, right? Like they push the boundary to the point where now the boundary's too far. Well, now and he was that really makes smart it a classic. He
0: brought on the right people to make sure it wasn't just awful, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he had Richard Pryor, like co-write it, so that all the. All the jokes Rain would piss, be. all the racist stuff would be first <laughs> of all signed off on.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh it was so fucking good. It's all right, so
0: great. We're in top five
1: my, territory now.
2: I know my top five. uh My my spirit it is, is reincarnate is Loki from the MCU. <laughs>
1: Just <laughs> that <laughs> is you. Loki.
2: It's you. Loki as a whole, dude. You're the you're the mischief god
0: of interventions.
2: <laughs> I yeah, I really was. Just, just, but just, all, all of Loki and all of the things. All of Loki and all of the things, because he's a bad guy, but he's not that bad. He, he just wants Wait, to kind of, of evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not evil. But, he's just kind of a dick. Yeah, exactly. That's I why mean, I love he just
0: him. started intergalactic wars in half the movies he's been
2: in, but still. Yeah. But he's he's misunderstood and that's why I like Loki well but, and I that's why far. yeah and like I know he's a bad guy but I, I, I want him to win <laughs> it's not just, in the, not in the far way far, that right? he wants
0: like he wants to be king and then he eventually realizes that he's not even of the race he wants to be king of
2: but he was king for a while <laughs> he got what and he then, wanted. What? You know, and he didn't, else, he he didn't it, right? fuck he anything up. It. That's the thing. He was ruling and everything was okay.
0: Everyone was just chilling out watching the, the play of what happened in the second movie.
2: <laughs> exactly. They were just having a good time. He wasn't like burning anybody or like stabbing them. He was just, ha- he just, he got what he wanted and he was okay with it. And I'm pretty sure had Thor not gone back, They'd still be just chilling.
1: You know, that's why I've always said that one of my favorite Simpsons episodes is You Only Move Twice with Hank Scorpio. With yeah. with uh, Albert Brooks, of course. The voice of ne- Nemo's dad as the, uh, the evil supervillain. But the whole point of the episode is that, yeah, he's a maniacal evil villain hell-bent on you know, taking over the East coast or whatever is. And he's got a giant, giant laser to destroy rival countries, but he's also like a really great guy to work for. Cause he takes care of all of his employees. He pays them exceedingly well. He's super friendly. He participates in fun runs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've always, I've always enjoyed that arc of the villain. That's another reason why I like the, uh, the DreamWorks film mastermind. Cause it's all about what happens when the villain wins. The hero's dead, and now the villain has won. So what happens to his life now? Like, those are really clever
0: takes on things. And I think, think like in DC, like why Joker never kills Batman because then he would lose all his fun. Yep, and it's been mentioned several times, even in some of the movies. It's like, no, I could never kill you. (laughs) That would just end everything, and it would be awful.
1: Oh. That's why I love. So I don't know that much about Batman Beyond because I've I never watched like the whole series. I've only seen I only watched
0: like it. a couple episodes in the in the Return of Joker movie. Return That's a joke,
1: like. but the, the line in Return a Joker movie, I should kill you right here, <laughs> bats. If you had it in you for that kind of fun, you would have done it years ago. <laughs> now I, on the other hand, and then he just starts going off. <laughs>
0: And I'm not remember what story it was in, but one of Joker's henchmen. No, this is in fucking Harley Quinn, right? Somebody unmasks Batman and they find out who it is. And he just kills him because he didn't want to find out. It was in Harley Quinn. But I also love when he finds
1: out that it's Bruce Wayne. He gets pissed at him for what Wayne Tech did instead of like what Batman did to him. Like, <laughs> that, it's like that our angle, too. Like well, you they, guys like, promised me stuff with my tax dollars and I haven't gotten it yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: By the way, Joker's not
0: on my list. Cause I thought that was just too easy. Yeah, that's too easy. And again, that was against myself and Pope's rule. Well, but maybe <laughs> beyond Eric's well, list.
2: <laughs> well, I, I did tell you, I, there are a lot of people in this movie that I thought were right.
1: Ah, uh, there we go there. That's
2: <laughs> foreshadowing.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: Well let's So we got Loki. Who's who's in Dan's top five? Mine is from a book. And semi-real, maybe? It is two people. They're played by Tim Curry and Michael Wincott. It is Cardinal Richlow and Rochefort from the Three Musketeers, 1993 Disney version, to be specific. Very good.
2: Wow. I didn't, I didn't Talk think about of a that. fucking film that I I honestly didn't even know existed until you mentioned it, and then I remembered it. Like it was yep. completely out of my fucking head.
1: I think the last time I actually watched that movie may have
0: been 1993. <laughs> and I watched it quite a bit.
2: And then that is what an underrated movie. Mm hmm. I'll agree with that. Okay. That was good. It was good.
0: It's like The Cardinal is straight up evil, he's going to take over all of France. And maybe Spain because the French prince is marrying the Spanish princess and then Rochefort is just up for doing all the killing for him. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to kill some fools. <laughs> By the way, that guy, Michael Wincott, super underrated. Great bad guy in Connie Monte Cristo and he's the great as the bad guy in The Crow. And he's hardly in anything. And he's so good, though.
2: Hmm. Love it. So what is your number five? Is it my turn?
1: Yes. Yes. My number five is kind of like what you did with the uh, U.S. government. It's a collective. It's literally a a whole town. The Neighborhood Watch Alliance from Hot Fuzz.
2: Oh, that is good.
1: <laughs> well, that's yeah. my that's my favorite movie of all time. So you knew they were going to pop up on the list somewhere.
2: Okay, they had yeah. to.
1: They had to. Yes, uh, the Neighborhood Watch Alliance from Hot Fuzz, where they will kill people for ruining their village aesthetic, and you find out that all the reasons for the like. Here's here's Nicholas Angel and this this big time sergeant who gets thrust to this small town because he's making everyone else look bad because he's too good at his job. So they transfer him and to a town with no crime, to a town with no crime. And he realizes that there's a perfect motivation to kill all of these people. But the actual motivation is so petty. And it's that ultimate line where he goes, you did this just to win the best village award. But this is the best village, Nicholas. I literally sat back in my chair and went, oh, my God, this is the greatest movie ever. Like, I said that out loud the first time I watched all because
0: they lost it one year and his wife died right afterwards. Yep.
1: (laughs) That's the only reason it's the most petty excuse to be pricks ever. And that's why comedy villains should not be underrated. Yeah. Dan, they did it for the greater good. Yes, they did. Now you're supposed to say the line back. Greater good. Ah, you missed your cue. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. The movie's so friggin' great. And there's so many stupid payoffs, too. Like, when he saves the little kid's life from the model village, he goes, What's your name, kid? He goes, Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> it's yeah. like such a throwback to an earlier joke. Uh, but everybody's so good in that. All the all the characters and you realize uh like everybody's got more guns in the country than in the city yeah like who farmers yeah every farmer and his mom's packing like who farmers and farmers moms <laughs> and then the very first vi- the very first villains he takes out is a farmer and his mom
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a fucking everything movie
1: everything is it's a brilliant freaking movie. The whole trilogy is brilliant, but that's oh, my yeah. favorite
2: one. Because Shauna... I, well, that's the thing. Shauna of like, the Dead is my favorite, but that's Shauna, this is definitely the, my se- second.
1: Yeah, Shauna of the Dead and World's End don't really have actual villains. It's a collective thing, but this has individual characters that all turn out to just be pricks. And it just works.
2: Yeah. It just works. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. okay so for this the foreshadowing my number four is actually the joker from the dark knight uh specifically
1: the ledger joker is what you're going
2: for yes for ledger's joker is just brilliant and, and i know it's just like that's not the type of joker that i grew up with right like the the joker that i grew up with was uh um Caesar romero no no uh, uh mark, mark, Hamill's joke, series, mark hamill
0: animated series animated series
2: so to see that take on the Joker was like mind-blowing to me when it first happened. And then the scene, and he was he's basically right. That that the whole boat scene was even though they didn't fucking blow up the prisoner boat is bullshit. Because we all know that if that happened in real life, that fucking prisoner boat be sunk.
1: Think about all the brilliant shit that he does too, like where they're zooming in on the hostages and you realize the hostages are actually the
2: henchmen. That's true. So when- oh, uh, also, can you could, could also mention that I think Joker's the good guy in the movie because he he was able to take down all the criminals that Batman couldn't fucking do it. He he literally hit them where it hurts the most. They took all of his money and he's fucking burned it. Organized crime was taken down by the Joker.
0: Okay. I also like that he's always full of shit and always lying because he even talks like. It even turns Harvey Dent evil when he's just like, "I don't have a plan." I'm like, "Bitch, you got hella plans." (laughs) He's,
2: yeah, he's
0: always lying. You are the planiest planner that ever planned anything. Holy shit!
2: But that's that's it. That's even the the opening bank
0: robbery is super
1: planned. (laughs) So yeah, here here was my uh my my Dark Knight my Dark Knight roller coaster right. Because I have been quoted as saying I think the film is a tad overrated, which is like the ultimate heat magnet. But I always say, well, before you all throw the the torches and pitchforks, I'm not saying it's not a great movie. I'm saying I think it's a little there's a little more praise that it's given than it's than I think is necessary. And one of those issues I've always had. Was with uh, the pacing of the actual movie. Because the pacing of the movie is kind of meh-ish, in a way. But let's talk about the let's talk about the Joker. The only the big complaint I've always heard about Heath Ledger's Joker, when somebody doesn't like the character, is that it's not actually the Joker. But that's also the freaking point, right? It's one of those. It's reasons. a creative take on the Joker.
2: Well, I feel like all the Jokers are the joker. Like there's no like.
1: Well you have no seen the meme, right where joker. it's all the different it's all the different jokers like Cesar Romero was the comedy joker, uh, Jack Nicholson was the gangster, Jared Leto's the psychopath. Uh I forget which one they they actually named Heath Ledger what his different personality was. Maybe well, he was like
0: in the comic books there's the three jokers paradox or whatever they call it or whatever yeah. The There's the the comedian, the the mob boss style one. And then there's like the agent of chaos one. Yeah. Yeah. So. But.
1: If we have to pick a Joker, I have to go with Mark Hamill's animated Joker. Yeah, that's Mark
2: Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill is the Joker for real. But like, I I loved the the fucking performance in the Dark Knight was just spot on because he got exactly what he wanted. He, he won. He won. He did.
1: The, I really, it really sucks that, uh, that Heath Ledger died, because I think in The Dark Knight Rises, I think that courtroom scene was supposed to be the Joker. Yeah, but they made it be Crane instead. You know, they didn't have a choice. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember when he popped up to him, because we, we all saw that movie together, me, Eric, and a bunch of our coworkers, and we all just started giggling.
2: Oh man. Okay, so yeah, that that is my number four, and I, I I thought it was kind of ironic. We were like, I couldn't put the Joker in here, I was like motherfuckers, they ruined mine.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
2: I,
1: for my personal rules and for Dan's personal rules, we weren't going to
0: include the Joker. We're not. We're not. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you guys right now. My number one is somebody that some one of you guys said you wouldn't put on your list. Oh, that's awesome! I can't wait. <laughs> All right, number, who's your number four? My number four is actually three people. They are played by Robert Davi, Joe Pantaliano, and Anne Ramsey. It is Jake Francis and Mama Fratelli in The Goonies. Nice. nice.
2: Yeah. Great villains. Nice. Great movie. <laughs> Such 80s, a good
1: movie.
2: Uh, you already know my, my stake on the whole 80s genre greatest fucking movies of all so i'm time. on
1: a i'm on a high 80s kick right now because i just reread ready player one so i'm like on a high i'm on a bit of an 80s side because you know that's that's like the thing right is the guy who's obsessed with the 80s so everything in the all the challenges are based on the 80s
0: so this is a movie i watched a lot when i was a kid apparently i'm told And then I watch it now and I'm like, my parents let me watch this when I was like four. Okay.
2: it was a different time back then. The 80s were like wild, man.
0: (laughs) 80s were awesome. I mean, the movie starts with Mama busting (laughs) him out of jail like right away. You're like, oh, these are not great people. So I think that's the thing, right,
1: is like we were born in the 80s. So we have that special connection to it and we grew up in the 90s. So we're always going to have a special connection to that decade, too. And then like 2000 happened and there's no discerning difference between 2000 all the way up to today.
2: Yeah, everything just kind of blends in. It really does. (laughs) The the only thing that I remember from like the early 2000s is the Matrix movies, the pre sequels. and. that that's it,
1: really? Because movies didn't, <laughs> movies haven't done anything different, other than technology's gotten better and we got more action blockbusters with special effects. But it's not like it's not like any of that's truly evolved to it's to like a recognizable part either. Like True. it's just gotten better looking.
2: Well, so. uh, I, I would say the technology has gotten stronger. Better looking is definitely not always the case because let's look at some of the newer stuff that's coming out now versus like the original Jurassic park and which one held up better.
1: Oh my God. The original Jurassic park still looks amazing. Right. It is literally an actual T-Rex. Cause practical effects combined with CGI is always the way to go. That's why the, that's why the new star Wars trilogy looked better than the prequels. And the prequels actually somehow looked worse than the originals. Yeah, there's always going to be room for practical effects. Always.
2: I'm just glad we learned that lesson, and we're not like learning it now, right? Could you imagine I the can't. Mandalorian without Baby Yoda? Or no, <laughs> Gro- you Gro- imagine Gro-
1: like <laughs> Werner Herzog screamed yeah. at them because they would shoot two scenes—one with the puppet, one with CGI—and he screamed at them for not having confidence in their own abilities, and they never once used a CGI puppet because Werner like, Herzog yelled at them.
0: Or about, like everything about just the volume itself, like that area with all the screens and stuff, like how much that's going to change the movies and stuff now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: But as far as like culture goes, as far as like fashion and everything, I don't see a difference. Like only, only thing that really kind of came out was that... uh Auto tune became a thing in the music industry, but even then, songs from 2008, 2007 still don't sound that different from songs from today, so, I don't know. The 80s are awesome, let's just, yeah, 80s yeah. are freaking
2: awesome. We, we've established that. Alright, so, who, who's next?
0: Christopher with his number four.
2: Ah, Chris.
0: Well, hello, Clarice.
2: Oh. Hannibal yeah, Lata.
1: he was okay. going
0: on the. I he was one of the first names I thought of, specifically *Silence of the Lambs* or an overall Anthony Hopkins as. <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't seen all
1: of it, so I'm not going to make that judgment. But *Silence of the Lambs* is one of my favorite movies, so I want to specifically focus on his performance in that movie because it's just so freaking perfect, and he is a villain. He's not the villain. He's not the (laughs) villain, but at the same time, he is the villain. (laughs) Because his escape scene where he just bites the guy's face off. Oh my god. (laughs) He's so and here's the thing. What I appreciate about the villain is how smart he actually is. He knows exactly what he's doing. He was always two steps ahead. And they never caught up to him. Even when you think there's no possible way for him to get out of it, not only did he get out, but he had a contingency plan. And that ending scene where he just becomes a faceless mass in the crowd, so he's still out there, is just freaking perfect. I can't wait to watch that Clarice TV series, by the way. I'm so looking forward to that. Wait, what? Yeah, they're making a Clarice TV series. Who's playing Clarice? I do not remember, but this is why I have two monitors now. Okay. <laughs> so I can do I can do things like this. Let's see.
2: You know, you can still Very, just use the one monitor. Nobody can see your monitor.
0: Rebecca right Breeds.
1: <laughs> uh, Rebecca <laughs> Breeds is the actress's name. And she's not been in anything that I immediately recognize. My wife's watched Pretty Little Liars, so she'd probably know who that is. But Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. She's basically basically it takes place a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs and she's returning to the field. So, you know, he's still out there and he could pop up. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be so good. Yeah, but go back and watch like Silence of the Lambs. Like, yeah. Okay, you're going to help me catch this killer because you you understand the mind of the killer, but the whole time he's just psychologically dismantling her and everything's a quid pro quo.
0: Oh, my God. He's so creepy. I want, like, in the beginning, <laughs> when the freaking guy freaking throws his cum at her and he just yells at him and the guy kills himself that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so
1: insane he's such a good villain and he's so memorable too i mean he had to make my list i could initially initially when i was making the list he was actually number two but then the more i thought about the other two that ended up replacing him i was like no i like them better bottom line but objectively speaking He could be one of the best villains in all film. He's just too damn good at it. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Nobody else could have played that character good because Anthony Hopkins did. He owned
0: that character. They They made a movie before this. Yeah, they tried and it was not good.
2: Talk about another person born to play that role. Yeah.
1: We're in the top three, gentlemen top three and this is where shit are, gets uh, kind
2: of crazy for me and we're
1: we're you know what we're since we're over an hour into the show we should we should stop do the entertainment challenge and make people <laughs> wait <laughs> for, for here the top three <laughs> no i'm not i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that
2: oh man Oh, uh, all right number three mr glass unbreakable
1: nice i still have not seen that but it's on my list and now with my new schedule I'm going to have time to watch stuff again. Oh, uh, I've every everything I've heard, I've heard about Unbreakable makes
0: for that. Yeah. So.
1: Well, everything I've heard about Unbreakable makes me want to see it.
2: Okay. So I won't I won't spoil anything. Uh, I
1: already know. I already know. Don't worry.
2: Okay. But he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he was right. <laughs> I mean, okay. What a great twist I just didn't see that coming like now the entire movie is this
1: arguably one of the better uh one of the better uh films like
2: yeah in my opinion I love the whole thing it, it was great acting from both um uh, Jackson and from Willis.
1: Okay, so, like, right, so, like, the elite, when it mean? comes, to, when it comes to Shyamalan films, the elites are, like, Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, and The Last Airbender, so. <laughs> I'm uh, waiting for Eric, to, uh, I'm waiting you know? for Eric to
2: just lose it, no. I'm waiting like, for Eric to just lose is, his shit. He's like, fuck <laughs> you? <laughs> Son of a bitch, no! I can't even, I
0: can't even say his name right.
2: Oh my that's god. That's just it.
0: Now that
1: I've actually seen the whole the whole Avatar The Last Airbender series, I really want to watch the movie out of morbid curiosity. But literally everyone has talked me out of it.
2: I'm telling you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. The same reason you don't want to watch the live action version of Dragon Ball. But I've seen that.
1: Oh shit, never mind. There it is. I'm like, wait, what are you saying? But I see. Never mind. That's yep. Yep i got that's it. what that is <laughs> that you son of a bitch yeah <laughs> but uh, yes but, un- but i'm i'm familiar with un- with things about unbreakable and it sounds like it's right up my alley
2: right so. and it, it and it does have like i don't know for me it had like a tarantino feel to it even though it's not his like direct like directing style
0: well, i mean there are it starts you guys that were in tarantino films
2: well, yeah, that, that's probably what it is. <laughs> oh, man. But it's great. You should see it. Uh, he is one of, like, the more... If you like the villains who just outsmart everybody, you're going to love Mr. Glass.
1: Okay. There you go.
0: Good pick, then. Hmm. All right. My number three... portrayed by Bob Gutton. It is Warden Norton from the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, what a great movie. IMDb's number one film. It is my favorite movie, and he is truly a bad man, even though he should be a good man, and he even believes he's a good man. gives everyone a Bible when they come in. That was
1: the first movie we ever reviewed when we launched our movie review podcast was Shawshank Redemption. That was it, right? We were like, we got to start. We got to start with the number one movie of all time.
2: Is that what your plan was? Just kind of go on uh, IMDb and just rank, go from rank one all the way down? No.
1: No. We, uh, cause that, no, cause you you can't, you can't do something like that because you'll end up reviewing Empire Strikes Back before you review New Hope. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't, (laughs) you'll end up reviewing The Dark Knight Fifth without Batman Begins. So you can't really do it that way. But, um, what the plan was when we launched it, we're like, what should we actually start start this with? And I said, well, why don't we review the best movie ever made, according to IMDb? That's a good way to kick it off. And then, no, a- after that, we kind of, like, Dan had a hit list of movies he'd always wanted to see, and I had a hit list. So we kind of went with those, and then we took requests from people. But we what, our big gimmick was that we would review something that was coming out in theaters, we would review a thing related to it. So what's a good
0: example there, Dan? Well, one great? of them was uh, Mad Max Fury Road was coming out. So we watched. We watched the first Mad Max movie. Uh, right. I watched all three. You only watched the first one. Yeah. Which was a mistake because. Also made be a mistake there.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> but. Yeah. But yeah. ah, oh, love. That's uh, such a great movie. And that's such a good character, too. Because he's literally just a guy doing his job, but it's what he's doing with his power. That's. That's just you. And then
0: he gets to the point where they find out that Andy is innocent and they can prove it and they can release him. But he knows all of his tax information. And the fact that he's been cheating everything and he can't let that get out. So he has one of his guards shoot the kid when no one's around. Yep. He's such a scummy character.
1: But that's such wow. a great, satisfying ending, too. Right when they're about to burst into his office and he just pulls the gun out and puts it to his chin. You're like, you fucking coward. But that's... Uh, it's so freaking good. Wow. It's a great movie. One of the best
2: man. You make me want to just do like a movie binge tonight.
1: Well, <laughs> I got well, shit to I'm, do. <laughs> no, no, you don't clear your damn schedule. Start watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so where are we? Chris's number three, my number three. Okay. This was already spoiled when I reviewed my Disney movies, but my favorite Disney movie was Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I was like, I have to include my favorite villain, which is why that movie's number one. Is Judge Claude Frollo, who is and just might be the scummiest realistic villain in all of Disney. Because he doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't have any magical abilities. All he does is act like a scummy person while he's thinking he's doing right and righteousness. We kind of, well, we kind of talked about that with some of these previous, uh, some of these previous villains, right? Yeah. Some of the most dangerous ones are the ones who think that they're doing right when they're actually not doing right at all. I mean, hell, he sings a song about lusting for the gypsy that he's trying to friggin' cause mass genocide on her people. And he knows he his soul won't be forgiven for that, but he does it anyway. It's such a great villain because it's such a dark villain for a Disney movie. And like, I mean, Disney's always had some pretty damn good villains. Maleficent's legendary for the Maleficent. I always love Maleficent for being the legendary villain for the pettiest reason ever. You didn't invite me to your birthday party? That's it. I'm going to kill this girl when she's 16, and I'm going to ransack all of your shit and turn into a dragon and try to kill you. Like a boss. (laughs) Or or like Lady Tremaine, who literally, she didn't do anything except except basically treat Cinderella like the Dursleys treated Harry Potter. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not blood-related to me, so what? Or you're not my blood daughter, so why the hell should I give a shit about you? This guy, and of course, Tony Jay was such a brilliant voice actor and all the stuff that he's ever done. And because he's a Broadway performer, he can sing, too, so everything he did was gold. But this movie is my favorite animation in a Disney movie, my favorite villain, my favorite villain song. And has one of the best villain deaths, too, where he literally plummets to hell. He literally plummets to hell. So good. So great. And I will always give this movie love because Brollo never pops up on people's villain list because everybody's too concerned about the lusty Jafar or Scar because he successfully gets a kill. But that's just it. (laughs) Scar's not actually an interesting villain. Like, yeah, he, he successfully caused a, a painful childhood moment. But then what does he do after that? He he's lets a shitty leader. <laughs> he lets everything go to waste and he's just a whiner. He's not that interesting of a character.
2: I mean, or it would have made it a very interesting movie had he uh, had Simba come back and everything was actually way better.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have made it such an interesting movie. somebody should do like an alternate of that. It's just like, no, he's, he's the best leader we ever had. Who cares if he killed your father, Like it becomes a moral epiphany thing. Well, you're a great leader, but you also did bad. And what do we do here? You could write a whole movie about that. But like, like the Horn King and the Black Cauldron or Chernabog and Fantasia, they look scary, but they don't really do much. But this guy, he's a judge and he's a religious nut. So he's got power and he thinks God's on his side. And that's about as dangerous as you get. He's realistic. Because if you look back at your history of the Crusades, (laughs) what kind of who were the villains? Let's think about this for a second. Uh, It's so good. I will always show this movie love. And the only reason I don't hate the gargoyles is because one of them is Jason Alexander. Is it penultimate time? Are we doing this?
2: Number two. Number two. Somebody who... I... Who was right, but for all the fucking wrong reasons.
1: (laughs) This would be good.
2: It's one of those, like... You don't even know who the bad guy is until near the end. And then by then, it's too late. Osmandius, Watchmen. Mm.
0: You talked about Osmandius yesterday on a podcast.
2: <laughs> oh, did you really?
0: Yeah, I brought him up. We did. Okay.
2: So, yeah. Like, think about it, though. The world was about to go to war. And his solution to that was, fuck it, let's wipe out a major city and and do all this crazy shit.
0: We're talking movie specifically and blame it on Captain Manhattan, who doesn't be here anyway. So he'll just go to Mars and start his own shit.
1: <laughs> start my own shit with blackjack and hookers. <laughs>
2: I, 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 I love how we just always have that Futurama reference <laughs> but yeah like he won and he was right the big
0: reveal when he's telling him everything and he's like oh I wouldn't have told you everything I did it 20 minutes ago dude <laughs> so I've never I've never seen the uh,
1: the um, the big like ultimate edition like the four hour one is that worth it is that
0: worth watching because I, I didn't really. And if you read the comics, you would probably want to see it once. Yeah, but that's just it. Like I didn't really like the movie that much.
1: So, did you like the comics I, though? I never read the comics. Oh. I've never read a comic, dude. You know, we've talked about this. I was never a comic guy.
2: Okay. Well, as long as you understood the story, I don't see why you would like. If you didn't like the two-hour version. I don't think you're going to like the four hour version. It's one of those things where if you liked the two hour version, you're going to absolutely love the four hour version.
1: Okay, fair enough. But I've been told that from numerous people that I should still give it a try because it'll make the movie more enjoyable for me. it would make
2: the, yeah, it's, it's definitely more enjoyable and there's more, there's more information. So you, you don't have that complete loss while you're watching it. When I first Which watched I watch the movie, I was completely lost in what the fuck was going on, and then I, I I finished it. Then I read some of the comics, and then I went back and I was like, "Oh, this is not a movie you can enjoy without knowing." <laughs> I so maybe the I, I four hour
1: version that. would work better for me. Okay, I will put it on the agenda. Say so, well, I mean,
0: I loved it. Okay, I'm gonna so, put it on the agenda. My biggest worry about when that movie was coming out is people were going to go see it thinking it was a superhero movie.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
0: I was like, people were going to go there expecting a superhero movie, and it is not a superhero movie.
2: I think I'm
1: going to give it a try, and then I'm going to try the TV series. Because I've heard the TV series is excellent. The TV TV
2: series series. has
0: nothing to do with anything.
2: It it doesn't have anything to do with that story. It is a continuation of of what of the events that happen and like it's set way in the future but it is amazing
0: yeah i heard it's great but if you're looking for it to actually be a continuation then you're going to be disappointed okay
2: so. i will say that you know what no i won't say anything it's 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 fucking great you need to see it if you i would put that above the four hour movie Uh, just go to one. Go to YouTube. Try to find a uh, a recap of what happened in the Watchmen, the movie, and, and, and the comics, and then then go watch that.
0: And then, because of the movie and everything, and the and the book selling a ton at that point, they made it part of the canon of DC, and made Doctor Manhattan one of the reasons why the universe got rebooted.
2: Oh man! Yeah, Doctor Manhattan's power set is just ridiculous.
0: He could do anything he thinks of, essentially. Oh, when he, when Manius destroys him, and he's like, "Dude, the first thing I learned was to put myself back together."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right.
0: So my number two. Yes. This was a movie that was very important to me as a child, and is still important. It's my favorite one of the series of movies, and the villain is played by Julian Glover. It is Walter Donovan from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. My
1: favorite Indiana Jones movie, a hair above Raiders. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great movie. I love those movies. Julian Glover yes.
0: is a really yes, good villain probably. actor. Um, again, he is in Star Wars as well. He wins the Battle of Hoth. Yep. And he also was a Doctor Who villain in a very, very one called City of Death. It is a fourth Doctor story. It's very good. He's essentially, his character is responsible for the for life on Earth. Anyway, but Last Crusade, he's great. He's a double blind because he's the guy that starts everything. But it turns out he's a Nazi. And the same thing with the girl. She's a Nazi. She, he gets both the father and the son to work on this, captures both of them. And the thing is, is that when they're together, they're better. And it all falls apart. And then she turns on him. And it's so good. So good. Also, he was a Bond villain as well. Julian Glover.
2: In For Your Eyes Only. guess he was. All right. So, Chris, you're number two. So I went back
1: and forth on who was going to officially be number one. And because my number one is kind of predictable but I had to go with it because it was literally the first person I thought of for the whole list and it's a franchise and all that other stuff. So when I decided to go at number two, I was like, why do I absolutely love this villain? And I'm like, because literally everything about it is perfect for tropes, for the, the atmosphere, for every motivation. And just everything is perfect about this villain. And he was actually mentioned a little earlier as not making Eric's list, I believe. His name is Syndrome from The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, my honorable and mention. My, and he is my number two. So let's let's go over what makes Syndrome such a great villain. One origin story, so easy to tell: a rejected fanboy who loses faith in superheroes. Two he gets wealthy and decides to make superheroes obsolete because he's holding that insane grudge. And he's so obsessed with taking down the guy he idolized that he wipes out every other superhero. Just to prove a point. So,
0: which is great a, because superheroes are made illegal as, of, as what <sighs> what happens from the beginning of the movie. Spicy. Right. So he has to, to track, track them all down. Man. It's crazy. You that- and he's so successful with it, which is, he's
1: got such a huge body count which is important to note too something that's sometimes missing in other uh, in other Disney and even Pixar movies although uh, Shen Yu from Mulan has a pretty impressive body count well but yeah. then all the superhero tropes about how ah, you caught me monologuing you sly dog the, the actual reveal as to who he is The fact that he's voiced by Jason Lee, which was perfect casting. And just the way he cockily calls out everybody like right calling out Mr. Incredible right to his face about how he couldn't even kill his assistant, even though in his mind he had nothing to lose. He's like, that's it. You're weak. You're a pathetic human being. And I'm done with you. Also, he could eventually make everybody super so that no one would be super anymore so superheroes would not be special and even nope. when he loses even when he loses he still almost wins in the sleaziest way possible kidnapping an infant and the only reason he gets away with it is because the infant actually had powers that nobody was aware of yet that is the only re- he would have otherwise gotten away with it he would have 100% won if it wasn't for Jack Jack. There's always the overlook, right? Yep. Yep. And and the cape. The cape that was the best. <laughs> oh my god, when it when it all comes back that the cape was his undoing. Nope. Edna, Edna was right the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah,
1: when I was thinking about who like were my favorite Disney villains, I kept going back to Syndrome. I'm like, he's just too perfect. And here's the other thing. I like twist villains. But especially if they're if they're shocking enough. But I I saw this great video that basically explained how like twist villains started becoming like a modern thing in Disney movies between Frozen and Zootopia and everything. And it's like they're good characters because sometimes you don't see the twist coming. But at the same time, are they great characters because nobody's really built them up to be villains? Whereas like some people preferred. Dr. Facilier and Mother Gothel, because you knew they were the villains right from the get go. So they had plenty of time to establish
0: their motivations. Like, you had to even see what they're doing either, right? Like, in yeah. Zootopia is just like, oh, something is turning them feral. You learn nothing about it. It just all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, everybody. It's the mayor, whatever the fuck, lady. Yeah, basically. just like, what? Like, the only really good
1: twist that I've had was King Candy. And that wasn't even a twist that he was the villain. We knew he was the villain. <laughs> it was the twist of his real identity. The big twist for me with Syndrome was when it's revealed that he's actually Buddy. Who he also calls Brody. Because that was a nice little callback to yep. more I picked yep. that up right away. <laughs>
2: I did. It. Thanks for pointing that out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because first he's like, you're that kid from the fan group, Brody? No, Buddy. And I'm like, ah, uh, he said it. That's a Rats reference. I get it. Yeah, it's so... Uh, I, I could not get over how good they made this... I couldn't get over how good Pixar made a superhero movie, and then how good they made a superhero villain. I just couldn't get over it. And it's so perfect.
2: It really is really good. That's why he was my honorable mention.
1: Like, yeah, he couldn't make your list, but you still had to acknowledge how great he was.
2: Yeah. Um. And...
1: To top it all off, he's a ginger,
2: <laughs> soulless. Yeah, I'm I, talking to you, I, Katie. Hi,
1: Katie.
2: <laughs> we love you, Katie. Uh.
1: <laughs> Please keep listening. Hey, real so, quick, because I, I didn't get a yeah. chance—I didn't get a chance to do this—and I, I want to do this before I before I forget. I have a quick listener shout out. I need to get out there. Miranda has started listening to our show.
2: Oh, hey, Miranda. Oh, Miranda, hi.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Dad. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intervention so, yeah, no, in the house.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. When Last time she had commented, she was already six episodes in, so I have a feeling she'll get here before too long. Oh, she'll
0: damn. Binging us? Jeez.
2: I'm all right with that. <laughs> That's, I mean, uh, yeah. it's a lot of us, even for I us. Bask, I bask in the binge. <laughs> But oh, yeah, let's
1: man. not let's not delay any longer. Eric, who you got? Who's your number one favorite villain? My
2: number one villain uh, is I 100% understand why. He has seen the worst of what humanity has to offer. He is a survivor of the Holocaust.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, yes. Magneto. I know who yes, that's great. Magneto, the perfect villain, because you can't hate him for his decisions at all, given of like the like what he's been through, it is a hundred percent understandable. Like, I would want to end normal human life as well. But like Magneto is just perfect, man. His power set, uh his his clear contrast to uh, Professor X, he he's literally just and and the fact that they're friends, like they're friends, they're not enemies. They just have a different point of view, and he's doing what he believes is right, and so does Professor X. And there, there's really outside of like you know the murders and stuff, <laughs> there's there's not anything really bad with Magneto.
0: One of my favorite things about Magneto is that he stays in top shape because he knows that there might come a time where he loses his powers via any reason, and he still wants to be able to kick someone's ass if he has to. So he stays in tip-top shape.
2: Yeah,
0: just in case he has to kick a man's ass.
2: (laughs) So yes, that is my number one is Magneto because he is the most misunderstood villain and the best villain in my opinion out of our uh, out of my list and my number one
0: chris said he wasn't gonna put on his list because it was obvious it's alan rickman as hans gruber and diehard it was too obvious for me, but then again, my number one is way too obvious, too. So, It's a guy, he had plans within plans. He used, you know, put everybody in the truck. He was going to use the FBI as the escape way. They had a plan for all of the the uh, hostages. The only thing he didn't have a plan for was for some random ladies separated from husbands showing up.
1: That was oh. it. That was the... Up- if it wasn't for John McClane, he would have won. He would
0: have won. He had he had everything down pat. <laughs> Yippee ki motherfucker!
1: It is great, great death scene too.
0: I love how they yeah. did it to get the genuine reaction. Yeah, they're like, "We're gonna pull your cord at three. One, pull the cord." <laughs> would have sucked if he started
1: laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so good. All right, let's just get it over with. It's a predictable villain, but it's the very first name that I thought of because it's my favorite villain in anything. Darth Vader. It's not really worth explaining why he's the best villain, but let's sum it up. It's a tragic story if you really break it down it's a twist it's a mind twist and a perfect redemption arc cuz he redeems himself at the end and comes back to the light side not excusing all the horrible things he did along the way and when he was in prime form darth vader was a badass and to cite an example for that the hallway in rogue one
2: by far that's all i need yeah <laughs> by far the best scene Cause at that point, now I've seen Kylo do his stuff, and I'm thinking, "Oh man, he's super strong." And then the fucking hallway scene happened, and I'm like Kylo's a little bitch.
1: Kylo <laughs> Kylo stopped a laser blast in midair, but he also threw a temper tantrum. The first th- thing he does, the first thing he does, is stop a laser blast in midair. He also <laughs> throws a, ta- but then he throws a temper tantrum. <laughs> the droid stole a freighter. But yeah, but well, that made Kylo Ren a dangerous villain, but not necessarily a great one. He didn't I don't really think he needed a redemption arc. And I was a little disappointed in that. But that's a different argument for a different episode. Now, a lot of people always point to Palpatine and I get it and I agree with it because everything he does is so grandiose and he's so psychotic and everything. But. As good as he is. He's always the one that gets recognized the most as a great Star Wars villain. And I think that even Vader might be the most recognizable name for a villain. But I think his story is just better.
0: Palpatine's just evil. Right. Vader is the one that's been fucked with. Palpatine's a big asshole. Vader is a much...
1: Yeah. So Palpatine could have been an honorable mention, but the reason I didn't include him was because I like to try to differentiate franchises. That's why I didn't have any other Harry Potter characters or anything like that. I tried to stick to, I tried to make my list unique and I'm like, if Vader's on my list and he's number one, then the Emperor's not getting a mention period. That doesn't mean I don't acknowledge him as a great villain because we all know that some of the other villains have just not been so great. I mean, if, you st- if you're sticking strictly to the movies, Darth Maul sucked. It took, it took the Clone Wars to make him a good character.
2: It took the Clone uh, Wars Count to make Dooku a lot of all- characters a good character.
1: Yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels for, uh, for Maul. Count Dooku was a great character, but he wasn't as good as... I mean, you actually get to see Anakin's descent into madness. And his motivation... While his some of his actions were stupid and how he executed them, you know, his motivation was something that I think a lot of us can relate to. He's so scared about losing the one thing he truly loves that he succumbs to the only way he thinks he can save her. And the people are pretty like, he chokes her. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because his mind got completely fucked by everything. By the time he turned, he it was a downward spiral and he turned fast. I mean he just went and slaughtered children. Of course he's not gonna have an issue. He's so angry and so confused
0: by everything that he's just flipping out at that point. Which then fits into Palpatine's plan of just blaming him for the for her death. Exactly. Well, no, it was your fault. Um and no
1: <laughs> So yeah, that does it. <laughs> What do you guys think of our villains? Let us know.
2: What a list. What a list. I thought I was <laughs> yeah, going to be had like
0: 30 different villains. I thought we would have at least two crossovers. I know I kind of did For too, real. but yet here we are.
2: <laughs> Holy All shit. Right. Well, so... we had we had 29 different villains because the U.S. government was two of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so here's the question for next week. Should we do separate lists this time? Or should we go back to that thread? I can actually probably find that thread again real quick and pull something uh, something off of that. Because here were the other suggestions. Uh, all-time action film heroes. System-exclusive video games across all consoles and PC games. Although my list will probably be almost all Nintendo. Uh, favorite colors. That one was from Hannah. That'll be a very short list because there's not that much to talk about. Top One
0: favorite color is her.
1: Miranda goes top 10 ways to inconvenience someone. That would just be (laughs) me.
2: I think I got that list.
1: Yeah. er, Eric. She also wanted us to do top 10 theme park rides, which I know Dan couldn't really participate in. But if we do that, we got to break that down. Like I thought you and I could do our own Magic Kingdom list and pick the 10 rides and shows from just the Magic Kingdom, for example, and tackle it.
2: How dare you think I would only pick 10?
0: <laughs> oh, you're okay. going to pick 10. That's well, part of it. Is getting it down and then, sometimes sometimes and you then, have to go up to 10, sometimes you got to go down to 10.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, uh, Pokemon, which, of course, for me, that would pretty much be early gens, but I can easily do a Pokemon list. So we can pull from that, or we can try to come up with Ideas exclusive to each.
0: Other. There was an idea I came up with during making this list, and I forgot about it. Oh, was it another way to do villains, or I don't
1: remember. It drive me nuts. Well, we don't have to decide until Monday because then we need time to actually do the thing. But let's 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 entertain ourselves because we're we're way late for doing that. But because I usually do it at the the top of the first hour, and are you we not entertained? Almost- we're, at, we're actually at about... We're, we're approaching an hour 45 minutes now. But yes,
0: so... Well, that happens when all three of
1: us have a top 10 list. Yeah, that's, it's true.
2: <laughs>
1: I wanted to get more players for the Entertainment Challenge, so I decided to bring back the In My Pants game and put it for TV shows instead of movies this time. And I was successful. We got 14 entries. Oh, nice. So if we keep them simple and make them clever like this... Like, like that's what we can do, you know. G-rated or uh, add something or take a word out. Those simple games are the ones we get the most players on. So we got to stick to that. So we're gonna take a TV show title, add "in my pants" to the end of it. You guys ready for this? Yeah, we'd be
2: entertained. Okay, can I start off? Can I start off the list? I don't know if it's on there.
0: Okay, go for it. The lights out. It's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us.
2: Friends in my pants.
0: It's not on the list, but okay.
2: Okay.
1: What was I? I had it. I think I had a sample too. The Good Place in my pants. <laughs> what was my sample? That's a good show. My
0: oh, I mine was this last week. I uh,
1: fucking loved it. Mine was Breaking Bad in my pants. <laughs> all right. What do we got from people? <clears throat> all listeners right. Listeners and friends. From my friend, Russ Couch, old safari co worker. Sorry. Russell D. Couch, if we're going to be accurate Oh, here. he's Russell the Couch.
2: He's <laughs> Russell D. Couch. Oh, my God
1: disenchantment in my pants <laughs> kind of self-loathing i suppose but
2: <laughs> it's funny what but y'all? i've never seen the show so i don't know yeah. what the context of it is
1: well disenchantment is we're just going off the title we don't need content here oh, okay. There's, well, yeah. disenchantment in your pants man Funny. So it's a
0: pretty good. It's a pretty good show
1: on Netflix. I, I
0: like didn't it. get into
1: it. I didn't get into it. I tried, but I just didn't I couldn't do it. All right, so what are, what are we all saying? I give it a point. Same. All right. Concur. 3 points to Russ. Next up from our wonderful patron Randy Moyer now joining us for our Among Us streams. Lucifer in my pants. <laughs>
2: That's one I thing. Ha- to call I'm it. feeling like he's just calling, his, <laughs> you know, his junk Lucifer. Well, obviously, okay. yeah. Lucifer. All right, I like it. Point for me, history. sir. All
1: right, point for me. Point. Yeah. Three points to Randy. Next up from our pro wrestling buddy Joey Image. What's happening in my pants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs>
2: point for yeah, me that, and earmark that one <laughs>
1: all right that was the, gonna say the double earmark i'm gonna that's a triple earmark
2: oh okay well we got it <clears out of> there, <throat> but let's keep going maybe we'll find something else oh,
1: No, hold on that was only the third entry we got more than that next up published author patron and podcast host jeff Trelowitz. growing pains in my pants Wow! Wow!
2: <laughs> okay, wow,
1: <that>
2: <clears throat> the second e-mark, uh, earmark for me. Okay, yeah, that's point.
1: I'll also give it a point. I'm not gonna earmark it. I'll give it a point. But yeah, that's that's a good one because you never know. All right, podcast host and patron and Among Us player Jay Winger, the expanse in my pants.
2: It even rhymes, by the way good, good <laughs> show by the way yeah good
1: stuff point, point. i like it this should be a very easy one to get three points from all of us from published author and patron adrian cotton golden girls in my pants
2: oh that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> you know people
1: that's age discrimination <laughs> You know, if they take their teeth out and it's just never mind, I'm not gum jobs dude. I said it. I said the thing. I do Don't. not apologize. That's a point from me. Yeah, it's a point. Yeah, same. All right. This one's kind of sad. From podcast host and patron Matt Hartman. Deadwood in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a coworker who has that.
2: I don't want to know how you figured that out.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, here's what happens at my job, (laughs) the one that I'm leaving. Uh, Nothing's a secret there. So when we found out that he was put on a medically induced high, high angle of Viagra and couldn't it still wasn't working, uh, that wasn't exactly a secret for much longer. And our old manager very kindly said, you know, if that were me, I would just kill myself. Wow. Right to his face.
2: Right to his wow. Face.
1: I could tell these stories now because I'm not going to be working there for much longer. So I could tell these stories. Deadwood in my pants is very sad. That gets sad points for me, which is still a point, yeah. but Yes. Yeah, still sad. Uh speaking of sad, this next one comes from podcast host and friend of the show, Jason Shin small wonder in my pants oh my god (laughs) i mean you're brave for admitting it so i'm earmarking that one little android Uh
2: girl in your pants (laughs) i mean it's getting a point from me
1: yeah it's getting a point from me and an earmark I'm going to have to revisit that one. Nasty. That's just. Well, speaking of nasty, here comes friend of the show Among Us player, Brian James Leon. Two and a half
2: men in my pants. I mean, it's not 12, but it'll do. (laughs)
1: Well, you better hold that thought. (laughs) Because Hannah did play this week. Oh, I can't wait. She did. What do you make of two and a half men in your pants? (laughs) I mean, they wouldn't be in mine, but I'm still giving it a point.
2: I mean, I figured it's still got to be better than the actual show itself, so a point for me. (laughs)
1: It's so true, because the show sucks ass. No, sorry, not sorry. Hate that show. Charlie Sheet is awful. The only good thing I've ever seen him in was Major League. Is Dan,
0: good
1: thing. Dan. Dan, yeah, You get You're all right. So that's three. Yes, yeah, points. All right. Here comes a friend of Eric and I, Nolan. Hey, Nolan. S'up, buddy? How I met your mother in my pants.
2: Point. <laughs>
0: that's an easy point. wow. <laughs> British pants? Like he's in his underwear when they met? (laughs) My goodness. Dan, do
1: you concur with this? Yeah, that's a point. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Eric, you wouldn't know this gentleman. His name is David Weigel, and he worked with me at the Disaster Ride. Uh, Shout out to David. I think he did some Disney stuff too. He's a teacher now. He's a good egg. The right stuff in my pants.
2: (laughs) Well, we would all hope, wouldn't we? I mean, yeah, you would hope, right?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a point for me. Yeah, it works. I'll
2: go with it. I concur. You got the right stuff. You got the right point.
1: (laughs) There you go. All right, we got three entries left. And the first one's from Katie. Katie, 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 new girl in my pants.
2: <laughs> yeah, wow. <that's- laughs> Out swinging <laughs> point and earmark, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would also like to earmark this. I will be revisiting this one. Yeah, so I'll well. sure, revisit that. Uh, that's a three. That's a three for right there. All right. Good job, Katie. Got anything you want to tell us, Katie? Who's the new girl? Zooey. (laughs) And for our penultimate entry, we turn to Hannah. Mad men
0: in my pants. Are they just going to be tired next week, too? Oh,
2: my God. Is it the same 12 fucking men? (laughs) Now they're mad.
0: (laughs) They were angry. Now they're angry.
2: Now they're mad.
1: Is that kind of a step in the right direction?
2: Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. What are you doing? (laughs)
1: Living her best life, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, that's a point for me. And our final entry comes from Shannon. You're Shannon? Yes. Oh, okay. Shit's <laughs> Creek in my pants.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Point from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Point. yeah. That was easy. Is that what you're calling it these days? <laughs> what, what, what fast food restaurant makes a Shit's Creek in your pants?
2: Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> I knew it was going to be the answer, so I prepped the awful laugh on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: all right, always so... talk about orange chipotle. All
1: right, let's let's tackle our individual earmarks first. Okay, er- Eric liked growing pains in my pants, and I liked small wonder in my pants. But all three of us earmarked what's happening in my pants. And new girl in my pants. So now comes the difficult choices. Who wants to go first? Dagan. Dan's happening. What's happening in my pants? Alright, so what's happening in my pants gets the bonus point from Dan. Joey Image will walk away with four. Eric, how you feeling? Because you got Uh, three in there. What's happening? Growing pains and new girl.
2: Well, I can toss growing pains out because the other two are just so fucking good. Okay. and I really oh, do yeah. want to give the point to like Katie for like participating, but what's happening in my pants is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to give it to what's happening in my pants.
1: As much as I liked those entries, <laughs> I hate to fluff Joey ego's image a little bit, but I have Joey to also, <laughs> Joey ego I have to I have to also give it to what's happening in my pants. That was too damn funny. Oh, there you have it. Six. Joey Image just walked away with six points. So before I tabulate these points, I will tell you our leaderboard is currently Jeff and Matt are sitting at the top with 20 points apiece. Brian and Hannah are in second place with 17 points apiece. And Randy Moyers in third with 16. Let's see how this tabulates after this. And now we will close... We are not going to get to Voldemort this week (laughs) again. (laughs) Let's end our show by talking about WandaVision. And this time, Brian, if you're not caught up, you can just end the show here and come back to us later. Because he wasn't caught up when he was trying to listen last week. And he was like, how long does it last? And I honestly didn't know. (laughs) Let's talk about WandaVision episode eight. Who wants to kick us off here?
2: Okay, wow, what a show. Let's go straight to the end, right? So, (laughs) the the Vision's body gets activated, and and my first thought was, ah, this dumbass motherfucker just brought Ultron back.
0: Yeah, that was, I was thinking that the white Vision from the 90s that was shitty, but it was still the one you remember growing up, because it was when we had growing up, the white version of it. Congratulations, you did it.
2: Um, I think Let I, I, I want to say this I know it's not a very popular opinion this is probably the weakest episode of so far but I think it, it kind of clarifies that Agatha is not really a villain villain
0: no she just and, all of a sudden there is this more powerful witch and she's just like I need to find out about that shit although she did right. wipe out her entire coven so,
2: I mean, she did say, you know, she did ask to stop and they didn't listen and that's what they get. Listen, I'm, I'm not against, like, I'm against people oppressing other people, so they shouldn't have done that to her to begin with. They got what they deserve. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, so this is essentially, we're going to go through the timeline of Wanda's life so she can find out so Agatha can find out when and how she got these powers and she's able to just absentmindedly control an entire town So where she's the most powerful witch that ever lived and she has to think about doing turning a roach into a small bird
1: oh but it's so it's the whole thing is just so freaking clever
2: What I think is great is that they brought it back to when they were kids, and she deactivated the bomb. Or later they found out it's a dud, or whatever. But I think she had her powers since then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just a, a weaker version of the powers, because we all know that mutants don't get their full powers until they're teens
1: right so she was always going to be a mutant
2: so i think they're retconning the whole they made them in a lab type of thing
0: Well, i mean maybe they augmented them in the lab because that's the thing because like no one that's ever touched this they, when they did the lab stuff they said no one that's touched it lived <laughs> and it kind of just runs to her like it's ready and they're both well, ready for it
2: but that's the thing in the video, it doesn't even show. It just shows that like she instantly collapsed. And nothing actually happened, and she was just standing one minute and then collapsed the next. So it's like it never happened. They never saw it happen. All we saw was what Wanda remembers, right? And then what's up with the yellow light? That's not the fucking. That's the wrong stone. That's the soul stone, or not the stone? The the mind stone. Mind stone.
0: Was the Mind Stone was in It wasn't,
2: in the, it wasn't in the Tesseract?
0: No, it was in the Scepter. Which is what they had. Yeah, that wasn't the Tesseract, that was the Scepter. It was the Scepter.
2: Oh what? Okay,
1: the... well, yeah. Yeah, I had that same thought. I was like, the Tesseract is the wrong I'm like, no, nah, that's the scepter, you dumbass. Like I actually had to like stop myself and be like
2: <laughs> I didn't I didn't rewind, so I, I did I had no idea. I just saw the blue uh blue orb, so I didn't realize it was a scepter. So my bad. So, maybe we're getting vision back. A part of the Mindstone is in Wanda. And I don't know. Uh, I honestly, I hope that, like, if she has to undo everything that's done, that she's able to move her version of vision into that fucking Ultron monstrosity. Mm hmm. It's going to be.
0: Other- cool. Regular episode ends with Agatha realizing what's going on and she has the boys and she's like, I finally figured it out. It's chaos magic, which means you're the Scarlet Witch. And I was like, oh, they said it. You know, I never realized that they've never addressed her by name before until you know, that uh, moment. Most MCU characters aren't their character. They're just their name most of the time. Yeah, I never realized she was never called Scarlet Witch and then I was like, oh, she's okay. just one
1: Clint's like never been called Hawkeye. He's just Clint. Did you see the did you see the meme where it's the Marvel Studios Spider-Man Agatha all along <laughs> for in the in the no way home font? I thought that was friggin hysterical.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my what, God. What a great I show. Was
0: wrong. It was Earth, But then they like, really like do stuff like how she went to S.W.O.R.D. And it isn't, like, the, the way the guy depicted it. So there's still something there, right? Because
2: Oh, yeah, the guy's that, a total fucking jackass. He's a dick. Yeah, but like in they that, said she stole the money,
0: but she didn't. Yeah, but in that, they were fine, right? Like, And yeah. the way he showed it, she just stormed in and took him. Maybe that was later, or I don't no, know.
2: they doctored it. I think he doctored yeah. the footage to make it look like she came in like opened the doors, destroyed the glass, went down there, took the body, and left.
0: Yeah, which she never actually had the body. She created it. Did destroy. Yeah, so she goes to this... So apparently Vision, before he died, when they were trying to make it work and this works and stuff, he had bought that plot of land, apparently, for them to move into at some point in Westview. Right? Because that's what it says on it. It's like yeah. a place to, a yeah, place a to deed. live or whatever.
2: Uh, a yeah, place to grow was, old. But-
0: Right,
1: because I, w- I was thinking that too when she goes to the set I'm like it's oh.
0: a place to grow old V so the like, division bought that before Infinity War starts that was going to be their dream home and everything and then so yeah I guess she has her full breakdown and then all of a sudden all this shit happens episode's so crazy good and now comes
1: the, the final chapter
0: yeah. Man. So is it be is, an hour and a half long episode. So what I'm gonna freaking love? Like to you know what I'm
1: gonna love about this new job is now on Friday mornings I can wake up and watch stuff,
2: and I don't have to worry about going to work. So let's let's talk about what wasn't in this episode. Uh,
0: oh, she even she even
2: uh, talks about why the
0: different Pietro because his body is on a oh, different yeah. continent.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you
0: still bought it for some reason cuz you're so griefed. Oh man.
2: So, so what that was em- it? uh Rambo Spectrum or whatever we want to call her right now, we have no idea w- w- which version we got.
0: Yeah, cuz she wasn't in it at all. Yeah, cuz they just did a like a mind a mind fuck episode, right? Everything happens in Wanda's mind in this episode so we don't see anybody outside of Wanda's head.
1: And she, True. Can create, she created all this stuff, so are the children even real? Like The children are real. But where'd they come from?
2: Uh, I believe Agatha... Well, no, they, <clears throat> if she can create, and she created a vision, then she created these children, but in the comic books her kids are like what they're they're like shards of
0: uh um... so soul
2: yeah so i mean who knows how that's involved in this and i have a feeling it is because this would be the perfect way to lead into the doctor strange like movies yeah but I have no idea how they're going to play that. We still don't know what's in that book. So there's a book that's missing, or, <clears throat> sorry, there's a book we have no info on. We have no idea where Spectrum or Rambo is, or doing, um, if she's now under the influence of Agatha or whatever.
1: Because Pedro then, showed up, and we know Pedro is created by Agatha now, so.
2: Right. So, yeah, there's just a lot of unsolved things that they need to close up in one fucking episode. I don't even care about the beekeeper anymore. Fuck the beekeeper. What happened to that guy?
1: I think we're done with that.
2: I think <laughs> I
0: He got noped.
2: <laughs> yeah. He was nope. oh, And man. So we
0: still have Vision out there, Darcy. Yeah. yeah, making their
2: way in. Can somebody and please also, give Darcy some powers? God damn.
0: Don't be surprised if Stephen Strange himself shows up. We've um, been t- saying that that's probably going to happen, so.
2: Yeah, it's going to yeah. be
0: crazy. That's, and then we that's get a week point. off, and then we get a week off, and then it's straight into Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> but I think that's only six episodes, so... And then after that is low-key.
2: <laughs> I can't wait for that.
0: And then after that, there might be a very long time again before we get anything. <laughs> but uh, maybe the What If show will be ready. i will have enough episodes of the What If show. Maybe. Well... I mean, it is animated, so, I mean, it it's one only of
1: those It can only get better from here. And you know what's even better than WandaVision?
2: Lunch. Well, no. yeah. Who's hungry? I'm always hungry. I actually got food right here in front of me.
0: Awesome. I haven't even eaten yet, so. Well,
1: neither have I. So we're going to go change that. Guys, thank you again for another wonderful episode. Next week is our 30th episode. We're getting, uh, we've been uh, entertaining you guys since before Eric's birthday, actually. Because I remember we celebrated Eric's birthday on the show. We've actually celebrated all three of our birthdays. Uh, oh, yeah. We have some exciting stuff coming with the schedule changes and everything um just stick with the when the website goes up i can put a lot of news there but for right now just stick to twitter at the nerd table pod or facebook at the nerd table pod or facebook.com slash group slash the nerd table pod get all that information there uh check out all the other great shows on ckcc radio including our partner shows the blake and sal show the united we fan podcast and now sick minds of matt and eric our third partner show and they got some sick minds, just so you know.
2: Yeah. But this, uh, this latest episode that's up, we talk about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman.
1: Oh, I already know the answer to that. So, but oh, now I got it. I, I, I don't want to say anything because I, I don't want to blow your spots, but I have to listen to the episode. Then maybe I'll come back with feedback next week.
2: Well, it, it's not what you think. I know most people would be like, oh, you know, probably Goku. And you're right. But when? Because it's not a matter of, like, Goku in the beginning of Dragon Ball Z wouldn't have been able to do anything to Superman. I we guess. discuss We discuss weaknesses and stuff like that, and why, at a certain point, almost everybody in the, Dragon Ball, in the Dragon Ball Super universe can fucking beat Superman.
1: But we all know One Punch Man wins.
2: One Punch Man will always win. He just needs to learn and, how to fly. And
1: now for my my uh, my major announcement is uh I'm going to start watching Yu Yu hackka show yes so I can I can get feedback from uh, maybe I'll guest on your show and talk about Yu Haka show after I've seen it yeah Matt would love that I know he would he uh, he's encouraging me very highly he encouraged me very highly to check out it was it was because of that podcast that I actually went and got the got the show to watch so I'm actually very much looking forward to this and real quick before we close out, I would just like to say that Eric, I also have no idea how the food chain in Australia works.
2: (laughs) You like that, huh?
1: That meme was hysterical. I don't know how the (laughs) hell that works, but whether it's, whether it's a cow or snake, some animals about to die to feed me and I'm going to go eat. So (laughs) thank you guys for another great episode of the nerd table. And I think this is just going to about wrap this up. Oh, Oh my God. I'm, I'm going to forget. I was going to say this on this episode, and I'm going to forget. All right. Uh, I've been doing the the fun musical intro and outro, but I've gotten a couple of suggestions now to reach out to the group and see if any of you out there would like to have a contest. Not even a contest, really. But if you would like to create a song for our show. And I know we have some musically inclined listeners. So let us know if that would be something you would be interested in. And if you have an idea get with one of us and discuss it. And we'll, uh, we'll give ourselves an official intro and outro to lead in here. Uh, I'd still like to keep Mr. Adrian Cotton's voice in everything, but after the 30th episode, especially as we approach episode 50, which is our first milestone episode, I'd like to try to work something like that in. All right, I'm done. All my plugs are done. Say goodnight, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Let's go eat. (laughs) Have a great day. See you next time.
0: For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.